0: yo i'm chad and this is eric and together we are every time i i I say together we are i i I clench my fists eric because i'm just so pumped about this podcast
1: yeah you better fucking believe i am because i just saw kick ass
0: Yeah. oh this is good this is good yes so It was so fucking good. Dude, and it's
1: good without Nick Cage? Dude, Kick-Ass 2 was so awesome. (laughs) Like, I was pumped. What an awesome movie, dude. Like, seriously, one of the best superhero movies I have ever seen. Wow. I mean, it was that damn good. And I liked the first one. So, like, it had a lot to live up to. Like you just said, without Nick Cage? I mean... Nick Cage is one of the greatest parts about the first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's crazy trying to act like this normal guy with the mustache. And then he's acting like Adam West from Batman when he's got the mask on. Oh, yeah. He dies horribly. Like, everything about him was awesome. And without it, I was a little nervous. And it was getting some poor reviews. It didn't do that great in the box office. Mm -hmm. But holy shit, dude. Just listen to my voice. No one else's. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> kick
1: 2 was awesome go
0: see it well awesome you gotta see that shit dude like you like the first one right oh yeah you know it was like i mean i had a lot spoiled for me going in because you okay. know when when the first movie's coming out everybody's talking about the comic a lot Mm so uh so yeah like basically the whole the whole plot of the first movie spoiled to me so i went in knowing that and so it wasn't as enjoyable but you know i like the characters i like that the main character gets beaten up a lot and and comes through the other end and then the ending was just insane yeah i mean i'm not gonna spoil
1: anything in this podcast for you Good. I'm just going to talk about how awesome it was and how pumped I was while I was watching it. <laughs> like, yeah, I went into the first one not knowing anything about it mm-hmm. on, on purpose, and I loved it. I liked, you know, it's like it, it gave me the, for the feel like, yes, it was still, I mean, I, I can't call it realistic, but it tried to put a comedic and serious spin on what would happen if regular people tried to be heroes. Mm-hmm. And when you know, and there's all those documentaries out now about regular people that do dress up like these guys and they go around and they kinda help in soup kitchens and, you know, like they patrol the streets <laughs> yeah, kind of like superheroes. And the the greatest thing about kick ass was you really thought it was gonna Pump up this kid to really take a stand, and the first thing that happens to him is he gets knifed. Oh yeah, <laughs> gets like crap kicked out of him. His very first fight, he gets knifed, and you're like, "Oh, this is so cool! This is what would actually happen in real mm-hmm. life." And like I said, not totally realistic, but in that sense, it made you kind of appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, actually, I think uh, I think I read an interview with an author where he, where he basically talked about how how these guys that dress up in superhero costumes are kind of like a blight on our existence don't quote me on that but like you know there there have been like varying successes within the um the real not real superhero community where some of these guys are like you know pillars of the community just trying to help out and other uh, others take themselves way too seriously and there was there was an incident with one of these guys where he tried he saw us he saw like this girl getting like abused by her boyfriend like out in a park somewhere and he tried to step in and he got his ass destroyed by the boyfriend he's just like oh you want some of this too and just destroyed him mm, well
1: you know i i i wonder you know sequels usually don't do as well and uh like i said no nick cage this time but <laughs> i'm telling you they more than made up for it. i mean first of all what one of the problems i had with the first one was like i thought hit girl was hilarious right you know, because it's just, it's not what you expect. This little girl is killing people and, and you know, being a potty mouth. Right. <laughs> Saying poo words. But, you know, I, like I said before, it's its a realistic, non-realistic movie. The fact that, you know, it shows some realism that if you're a hero, you're probably just going to get stabbed. Yes. But at the same time, there's this little girl and she's just wiping everyone out. And one thing that bothered me in the first movie was she was just too young. She was just too young, you know. So it's kind of like, eh, you know. This one. She is now aged. Mm-hmm. You know, she is 15 in the movie, and the actress, Chloe Moritz Grace, or Grace Moritz, I forget her name. Right. You should never have three names. Just like the bad guy, Christopher Mintz Platts or whatever, McLovin. <laughs> Don't have fucking three names. I can't remember them. Two names, people. So, anyways, she's now aged. She's in high school in this movie. She looks more of the part. So, even though, yes, I know. It's not realistic that she's basically a ninja. It still visually makes it a little bit more believable in the second one.
0: Well, cool. Yeah. But. I, I, I heard that about the first one. But, you know, I thought that was like the, that was, that was how cool, you know, it was It's like, here's this like tiny little girl. And you, you, you wouldn't suspect her for a second. True. But like her fists would not even hurt your face
1: in the first movie. In this one, it's a little more believable. Yeah. But I was pumped, man. You know, I'm not a big fan of origin stories, but Kick-Asses was okay you know, taking you through it. But a lot of the movie is spent on whether or not he reveals his identity to people and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they don't even they don't even fuck with that in this one. They just get right into being heroes and stuff. Um loved it. Loved the side stories. Um because Hit Girl has to deal with high school and mm-hmm. has to deal with uh with bitches and she is, like has <laughs> she's like she like kills like twenty people and then she has to deal with mean girls and she's like, I don't know how to handle this <laughs> So, like, that was fucking cool. Like, there's great funny moments, but then what makes the kick-ass series so good is the fucking serious moments. It can go funny to serious real fast. And, like, when it goes serious, it goes all the way to ten. Nice. And the seriousness. So, like, that's what really makes it stick out. You know, it's not, one, it's not like a perfectly happy movie. You know, like, there's, there's real violence and real consequences. And that definitely gets ramped up in this one. Um. So it's, it's just weird. You know, you're, you're laughing, but you're like, oh, shit. You know, it's like it's it's super violent. Sure. So, you know, if, if that's good for you, awesome. If you don't like super violent, eh, you know, you're not going to like this movie then. Right. But well, McLovin's is- awesome. Mm-hmm. The bad guy, you know, he's Red Mist in the first one. Now he comes back as the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is new. He's embraced his evil persona. He's now the motherfucker. And he's recruiting bad guys and um, uh, Kick-Ass joins his own super society, Justice Forever. <laughs> and, uh, and Jim Carrey, as you saw in the previews, is, is, a, is one of his Justice buddies. I got to tell you, Jim Carrey, probably his best role in 15 years. Yeah. Loved Jim Carrey in this movie. Loved him. He was awesome. So I was
0: huge into Jim Carrey in this movie. Sure. I mean, the trailer, every shot he was in the trailer, he just looked pumped to be there. Yeah, he definitely is a scene stealer in this
1: movie. Awesome. Um, He doesn't have a super huge, like, he's not one of the top players. You know, like, he's a lot in the previews, but he's not in a ton of the movie. But the stuff that he's in, you're just like, fuck, Jim Carrey, this is awesome. Like, this is what more actors should do is play against type a little bit and stuff. But, I mean, he did it perfectly. Like, he, you really believe that he's this dude who's, like, you know, kind of living this dual life. But, um, no, like, the lame-ass heroes were hilarious. But then at the same time, the violence was just like, fuck, this is, you know, the, the uh, bad guys that the motherfucker recruits mm-hmm. are awesome including this huge, tough chick called Mother Russia. <laughs> and she's basically <laughs> like this Russian assassin who they say uh, was in jail for, like, 10 years until she ate her cellmate. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: <laughs> so, um, and then, like I said, McLovin, as this kid who wants to avenge his father's death because kick-ass killed him in the, in the first movie, mm-hmm. is awesome. He's this spoiled brat that doesn't know what he wants to do and he's not very good at anything. He is awesome as the villain. Like... I can't fucking tell you. Like I said, it's one of the greatest superhero movies that I've ever watched.
0: Wow.
1: Like it's that good. Like it really does a good job of saying, you know, like this would be the real life if you tried to be a superhero, obviously then exaggerated, Mm -hmm. you know, so for for comedic effect. But like I said, it goes it goes from funny to serious back and forth really fast and really well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I know I'm kind of rambling here, but no, that's great. I, big fan. Big fan of Kick-Ass 2. It did, it, unfortunately, in its, in its first weekend, it came in like fourth in the box office. Oh. Like, my movie theater didn't even trust it. You know, it kind of sucks when, when bad words get out ahead of time, your movie theater doesn't give it as many runs. Sure. So it already wasn't playing as much, which then, of course, leads to low box office, which then it gets run less. It's kind of unfair sometimes. Yeah. So go out there now. <laughs> Just stop listening to our podcast now and go fucking see this movie while it's still in in the uh, in the theaters. And stick around for the end credit sequence. This it's worth it. Really, this is a great great sequence. You have to stay to the end of the credits. We're starting to get spoiled. Like Marvel does those mid credit sequence now. hmm But you got to wait like a good seven minutes to the very end of the credits. But there's definitely a scene that's worth uh worth sticking around for the end. I was the only person in my theater that stuck
0: around. Uh-huh. So, see, I feel like that's like the last dollar on on of like a 12 dollar movie ticket and his like, you know, you got to have a scene at the end of the credits or at least read the credits and think about like think about all the people that it took to make the movie. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't, you know, like digital piracy is bad. The only time I really like it is when
1: someone sticks around with their video camera and records <laughs> the end credit <laughs> sequence and puts it on YouTube so I don't have to wait all that time sure but uh, it was definitely worth sticking around so but yeah great great uh you know like i said hilarious violent together (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. was fucking cool and there was you know and uh i know that the guy who created the comic book series is working on a third and final one um i don't know that they really need to do another movie i'm sure mclovin is rooting hard for it oh sure Um, but they don't need to, this was perfect. Like I said, and it, uh, broke the curse of the sequel because I would, even with Nick Cage not being in this one, I would, I
0: would put forth that this
1: was better than the original.
0: Well, it sounds, it sounds like they, uh, maybe not upgraded, but maybe just kept the continuity going with, uh, with the adult aged actor that can do insane, uh, from Nick Cage to Jim Carrey.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, Jim Carrey really isn't that big of an actor in it. I think... Uh, well, I mean, I guess Cage didn't have that big of a role in it either. But I'm just telling you, it was great. It was hilarious. Like, see, like, the bad guys, when they're bad, they go real bad. But it's funny, because they're walking around in daylight with these ridiculous bad guy outfit so they look at they look totally stupid but then they fucking kill people mm-hmm. so it's like you're kind of laughing at them in mclevin but then they do seriously bad things so right it was right. it was fucking good man it was just nice i like this i like this guy's take on superheroes it's pretty cool <laughs> well that's cool so so
0: dude yes it's been mentioned uh i posted this on a facebook wall somebody just kind of put that out there to the internet they're like hey why isn't anybody talked uh, about Batman killing off the Jerker? The Jerker, <laughs> the Jerker, <laughs> the Jerker, the Circle Jerker. <laughs> it's like uh, <laughs> you could be sitting alone at home on the internet, and suddenly, the Jerker strikes. Yes. Oh, Batman kill off the Joker at the end of the Killing Joke. So, uh, I'm uh, I'm forwarding you this image, Eric. It's the last. Uh, frames, it's like the last page from the killing joke, and I want your honest response of whether or not you think Batman actually killed the Joker off. Which by the way it's crazy because I actually read this graphic novel as a kid and mm-hmm. loved it.
1: Loved it because of the reaction it got out of me. Um, sure. So it's like I saw this on our Facebook page and I was like, fuck, what are you talking about? I read that book. That's like the, he didn't die. Like I remember at the end they end up on the rooftop and and, and Joker Tells Batman this joke, and, and Batman actually laughs, and you're like, "What the fuck!" Like he just shot and paralyzed Batgirl. He's killed all these people. How are you fucking laughing at this? And but it was such a cool ending. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at it, and Batman does grab the Joker while they're both laughing, and then it just kind of. You're right. There's show some panels with just laughing, and then all of a sudden there's just panels without any noise. So it definitely kind of feels like maybe Batman did i can kill him at the end i mean they, and it was called right. killing joke that's true so it's in the, one of our facebook uh one of our podcast listeners already said it's
0: like well you know it's a killing joke it's literally like he tells a joke and then he kills him i, I mean i'm looking at this and it looks like i mean uh, yeah i think they mentioned on the facebook wall like it looks like batman uh snaps finally because like why would he laugh at something that the Joker said, like some kind of like joke as they're just kind of standing there at the end of their adventure? Uh, <laughs> other than like he's, he's gone and his sanity's yeah. finally gone and the Joker's finally gotten to him. Yeah, or, or, or the fact that
1: like he's just kind of, you know, that's what the Joker's always wanted is to get the reaction out of him. Batman's already decided he's going to kill him. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of laughs a little bit and just, you know, unsuspecting. <laughs> kills him.
0: I mean the panel the panel right before Batman is kind of like doubled over with his hand kind of on the Joker's shoulder. Yeah. It looks like he's going for him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like I said, like when I just read it as a kid,
1: I was just so stunned by everything that happened in it. I was just so stunned that Batman, like, with you know, just he was so weary and just everything the Joker put him through that he just kind of had this moment and just kind of laughed at the silliness of it. Like I just I didn't even think as a kid that that he probably killed him but now looking at it it does seem like the batman does ice him which is what you've always what people always say like you know you're really an accomplice to murder if you don't kill the joker right because he keeps getting out and killing more people
0: i mean what's the fun of being a vigilante if you're like whoa 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 guys i could totally break the law and be a vigilante and like break x y and z laws but when it comes to like murdering a psychopath who kills people for fun every single day of his life i won't cross that line
1: yeah, like your moral code should get a little cloudy at this point. Yeah, I understand you don't go around killing drug dealers and anyone that you see is breaking the law. But when you're a repeat offender like the Joker, it's kind of the good of the one and the good of the many. Right. <laughs> Got to take them out. So that's cool. I Like I said, I like the graphic. Now, I'm going to just assume that that is him killing him. And, I, and now I like that graphic novel even more. So I,
0: mm-hmm. and I liked it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, I remember you. It, like I was way, you know, three years younger than you, so like I couldn't read it. I think you, I think you, you, you spared me from reading it and traumatizing me. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm a, I was
1: pissed that Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, was shot and paralyzed, you know, and it couldn't be Batgirl anymore. That pissed me off because it seemed so unfair, but at the same time, it was like just so diabolical. You know, mm-hmm. the doorbell rings, she opens it, and Joker just shoots her.
0: Yeah, and like he doesn't,
1: who does that. He doesn't know she's Batgirl, but it's just like, you know what? If you're a hero long enough, that, that kind of shit could happen. You could just get mugged or something. And uh and so like it pissed me off, but you know, it's it's good to elicit a response from people when you're reading stuff, so
0: Yeah, well this is the comic that finally cemented the Joker as the Batman's arch nemesis. This is where um where where they finally like we're talking in an interrogation room, I think, and Batman Batman says to the Joker, like, so how's this going to end? We're going to kill each other. And Joker's like, yep. Mm-hmm. And they tried to set up that this this same kind of iconic relationship between Spider-Man and the Green Goblin, but I th- I always felt like that was kind of like a cop-out. Like, really? The Green Goblin? Who cares? Now, green Goblin gets romanticized over the years
1: now, but the problem with the Green... The, the Joker's always been the Joker. The mm-hmm. Green Goblin has come back in four different versions, and there's been the Hobgoblin and that fucking grim reaper goblin and shit like they just mm-hmm. watered him down over time like yeah what's pretty cool he was kind of cool if you look back to 30 years ago but he just never kept that relationship because they just fucked with the character way too many times it was too many different people you know it's like multiple Osborns.
0: right and so then, they wrecked it it had the chance to be this but it never was in the in the ultimate uh, old ultimate spider-man before they before he died at spider-man's mm-hmm. or at his own hands in spider-man's arms uh he transformed to like a giant monster goblin guy. Cock goblin. <laughs> He's like Spider-Man, I want to gobble on your cock.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean um, they've I mean they they've ruined Spider-Man. Like just in general. Spider Man mm. is ruined. So you might as well like Spider-Man Comics, sorry, let me let me rephrase that. Spider-Man comics, they've ruined Spider-Man in the comics. You know? They had that huge fucking terrible thing in the 90s. We're like, oh, he's really a clone. And the real Spider-Man's in this other city. And then they're like, oh, he had to make a deal with the devil. And now he's no longer married to Mary Jane. And we've reset that. And now, oh. Oh, and here's the latest thing. Oh, guess what? He, uh, Dr. Octopus switched bodies with him. And he died. <laughs> and now, And now Dr. Octopus is Spider-Man. Like, they've just destroyed Spider-Man in the comics. He sucks yeah totally ended him so just enjoy the fact that spectacular spider-man the cartoon <laughs> re debuted on kids uh, cw kids uh yesterday saturday and just fucking watch that every saturday and enjoy spider-man the way it was meant to be kind of cartoonish kind of comic never supposed to be that dark Plays against ridiculous villains, which are perfect for comics and cartoons, but not really for movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Just enjoy Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, and that's it. I think I think you should you know you should really contact Spectacular Spider-Man, like who, whoever was in charge, the director, writer, etc. I think there needs to be like a fan petition.
1: Dude, dude, I never told you who created Spectacular Spider-Man. Who's that? The guy who created Young Justice. Oh, well, that's a no-brainer. Does it? Yeah, Greg Weisman. Like he, uh, Spectacular Spider Man got shit canned too early. So he turned around, went to DC, created Young Justice. That got <laughs> shit canned too early. It doesn't make sense. This guy, like, spins hay and in- straw into gold, <laughs> you know, and is just misunderstood for some reason. Spectacular Spider Man and Young Justice are two of the best superhero cartoons of all time. Mm. And both of them got shut down early.
0: Well, I think every, I mean, most, let's face it, most cartoons get shut down too early. You know, yeah. like, very few cartoons. You know, especially cartoons that have, like, an adult sort of edge, you know, gets the ending that they so deserve. Outside of Japan, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, Japan, true. Japan's like, you could go one or two seasons and wrap it up, you know, quickly and decisively. And then you, if you get on after that, it's usually, like, some filler and garbage that you don't want to see anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, by all means, start DVRing, start
1: watching Spectacular Spider-Man on uh, CW every Saturday. You missed the first episode with the Vulture. It's okay. Just keep going. <laughs> no, I'll have
0: to check it out. Definitely,
1: it's fucking awesome. So, but it got it's it debuted originally on uh, Disney XD, and it got buried after the first two seasons. There was a third season. So,
0: I was surprised that you know that series. Uh, back in the nineties, Wildcats actually got an ending. Somebody, somebody's cartoons do not get an ending, and Wildcats did. Mm. Wildcats.
1: See, I never watch Wildcats. I watch Thundercats. You watch SWAT cats, <laughs> but I never watch Wildcats. I watch the Wild Kratts now with my two-year-old. What PBS the heck is Cart- that? It's a PBS cartoon. It's about, like, two crocodile hunter guys, and they get animated, and they have a cartoon, and whatever, they've got this, like, power suit, and whatever animals they touch, they turn into, like, a, a version of that animal with that mm. kind of, with it, whatever the animal is, they have their kind of power.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So. All right. Pre- pretty good for PBS, but anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. Spectacular Spider-Man. <laughs> We got to do. I've I've actually had a fucking awesome day because after I got out of the movie theater from watching Kick Ass 2, Mm -hmm. I went to the Red Box and I paid my dollar and I got G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation on DVD. Oh, yeah. Did you see that one in the theaters? Oh, of course I fucking went and saw it in the theater. We have uh, have a podcast episode of it. But yes, I watched it again. Just as good. Yeah. Well, maybe even better. (laughs) I mean, G.I. Joe Retaliation is the perfect movie translation for anyone that was a fan of the 80s G.I. Joe comic books and cartoons mm. like this is the perfect movie you know you're always like you're worried you know like in Transformers that they take the property and they just fuck it up bad yeah which is what they did in the first G.I. Joe movie this one is perfect if you like the 80s cartoons or comics this movie fucking is awesome because it's still kind of cheesy but then it makes it serious enough you know to put it in the real world if, if you don't really know G.I. Joe that much, you probably wouldn't like it. But if you did, you'd have, like, five boners in the theater
0: <laughs> all I, at once. I feel, I feel like the best use for, like, a time travel device would be to take a movie like G.I. Joe Retaliation, travel back to the 80s, like, where G.I. Joe's at its peak, and, like, bootleg it. You know, like, put it on VHS tapes, whatever it took, and you would be a millionaire in 90s money. Yeah, it's so good.
1: And I know that they're trying to make a third one now, so... Um, you know they already used a lot of the best Cobra villains. The only the only problem with GI Joe Retaliation is they don't. There's not enough Cobra Commander. Ah, he's in it. He's got the faceplate. He's got the badass voice. He's got a crazy world domination scheme, mm-hmm. but he's not the major player. Ah, he kind of comes in and out of scene, so he's not enough in it. But he's you know spoiler alert, He doesn't die, and and so. <laughs> It's not a huge spoiler, but he doesn't die, so he definitely in, in the third one he needs to become like a you know he needs to be chewing a lot more scenes than I did in the second one. So yeah, dude. Still, so, and I guess you could always put in Tomax and Zmot. They haven't showed up yet. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> why but not? I mean, why not? You know, they had Zartan, Firefly, Storm Shadow. Those are really like the most badass. But you know, they haven't used Major Blood yet or Scrap Iron. <laughs> Major Blood. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, if they just covered his accent, he's a badass assassin. So, like in the comic books, he was pretty tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still room together. But, yeah, between Kick-Ass and G.I. Joe 2, it's been a fucking great
0: day. That sounds and, good. And I went to Subway and had the big <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, Subway, eat fresh, motherfucker. Ew, ew. That's like the one thing I will not eat at Subway, man. You can't have a Philly cheesesteak outside of Philly. It's just sacrilegious. He's trying to hurt our... Our advertising deal here? What? What advertising deal? <laughs> well, potential. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But you think you're Happy Gilmore? You're gonna get subways for free for life? Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, sure, but uh, you, you know you got to uh, hockey I mean, puck, a golf ball, 400 yards first. They call it Big Philly Cheesesteak, but it's not a Big Philly Cheesesteak. So just like they have
1: a Buffalo Chicken Sandwich, you, you know, it's not Buffalo Chicken Sandwich. Like yes. The, but what it is it's just a ton of meat with some provolone cheese on it, and I get some Southwest Chipotle sauce on it, and it tastes great. So I don't actually compare it to a Philly cheesesteak. It's just what it's called. That's all. They just went out. It's just a buzz name to get you to buy it. But the actual food is good.
0: You know what? Hey, all right. So here's something that I'm really psyched about. Uh, I was psyched that I stopped watching that series, Attack on Titan, at episode 13, and they're on, I think they finished the first season, and nothing else happened in the entire season. And I'm like, yes, great. This is why I stopped watching you show. It looked like you were going into like a filler arc whirlpool, like straight down the uh, the crapper, which is really too bad. But I was rewarded by not having to sit through filler episodes.
1: Well, maybe they can make
0: an Attack on Titan Kai. Right? Like, like DBZ, <laughs> and you can watch that version instead. Oh, I'm sure the abridged... You know, in this day and age, I'm sure somebody has made the Attack on Titan abridged already as making silly voices online. How can you stop reviewing Justice League Unlimited? You know, I got to the end of the first season uh-huh. and uh, I just got tired. I got uh, tired and I had a, you know, it's like when you have free time, that's what you do is, you know, like stuff. You create content on the internet and yeah. I had this baby and a shot a documentary and all this other work. Oh, hey, stuff. hey I'm hey, very hey, exhausted. Hey, blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, Shut up. Why? Uh, <laughs> you, you don't have to keep reviewing it, but you do have to keep watching it because it gets better and it's already good.
0: Oh yeah, it's already so, great. So
1: yeah, so don't stop watching cuz now this is when Cadmus and the government really comes into play.
0: All right, you
1: got well, to watch season 2 and 3.
0: I think I think I watched a couple episodes of season season 2. I watched the episode where uh, where Batman surprises uh what's her name? Uh Martha Waller. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller in the shower. <laughs> He's like, "I'm watching you when you're showering."
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Which probably hurt
1: him more than hurt her.
0: But. I know he's like, so she's reaching for the towel blindly, and Batman hands it to her. I'm like, oh my, ah, ba-
1: oh, seriously. See, I go to um, the Onion has a, a website called the AV Club, mm-hmm. and I love going to AV Club. I love getting news and stuff there. And they have a guy that once a week he was reviewing the entire Batman animated series. Ah. And then he moved on to Justice League, so I was enjoying reading his write up once a week and your write up once a week. I was kind of comparing the two.
0: Oh yeah, no, dude. So. If, I, if the Onion wants to uh, <laughs> wants to put me on staff, staff writer, uh, you know, to kind of compensate me, instead, I was just like, hey, when it turns into work, that's when it, that's when it's time to to pause for for a smidge. Damn right. Yeah. Well, like I said, you don't have to keep writing about it because I've seen them all, but you do got to keep <laughs> watching them. Well, dude, speaking of. Of catching them all. Yo, a couple exciting Pokemon tidbits fluttered about down the internet. Bullshit. No, dude, it's exciting. So, so, all right, most of the time I avoid gaming news sites because there's nothing ever to report on. It's just drama stirred up to get clicks. Uh That's that's all it ever is. And, like, what you can see is, like, a preview, you know, of some game. That's cool. Maybe somebody's review, whatever. Uh, But they're... So, Pokemon every single year... I don't know if you know this, but every single year in Japan, there's a new Pokemon movie that comes out in theaters and does well, right? Very well. The TV you, series is still even gone. though the
1: even though even though the movies basically suck.
0: Oh, they're terrible. You yeah. know, they're for kids, Japanese kids. You know, and that's like essentially its own brand of humor. Mm-hmm. But they're taking, and some of them are interesting. Others are just lame. Uh, for the next movie, they're like they're like all right, all right, fuck Ash Ketchum, okay. Get Pikachu out of there! What people really love is the game, the video game, you know. And so they made a movie for the fans of the original Pokemon Red and Blue video games, mm. and it's basically saying like, like, uh, like. Uh, it follows the games from like the the main character is not Ash Ketchum; he's this kid named Red. Okay. And his main and his ri- main rival, his name is Blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think it's still Gary actually, but um. Yeah, but it's like he gets a Charmander, and he works his way up the ranks, fighting, uh, getting gym badges, you know, through each colored town, finally fighting the Elite Four and, like, fighting Gary the Oak the whole entire way. And it's like the entire video game in a movie.
1: Mm. I think it would have been funnier if Pikachu died of heartworm.
0: Right? They're, like, fucking running through
1: the woods all the time. You never take him to the vet. (laughs) What did you think was going to happen? You're an irresponsible pet owner. Putting him back in the ball does not constitute medicine help. <laughs> <laughs> he just pops him out. Pikachu, I summon you. And he's like, <sighs> dead. Like, uh. it's, been, it's
0: been dead for like a week inside the Pokeball.
1: Those are smells.
0: That's what should happen. That was, I, I saw a video once where Pikachu got rabies and he had to put him down. That's awesome. He like, had to shoot him in the head with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Old Yeller style. Yeah. So, anyway, so there's that. And there's been a couple of secret screenshots floating around of a new wii u pokemon game
1: are we gonna get the mmo i mean i know we talked about this and then some of our listeners said there was an mmo kind of but not I mean, like not, not like a major release one
0: no, it was like it was like an it was an independent kind of like a game hack that turned the original um not the original but like the pokemon i think it was like the ds version like crystal i think uh pokemon crystal so we're gonna get a real mmo Possibly. Nobody knows anything. All we've seen is like a couple screenshots. It might just be something lame like the GameCube version where you can transfer your um, your Pokemon from the actual game onto the console and then fight them there with like cooler animations. But mm. basically that, that there's very little to the game itself other than just like dueling your friends.
1: See, this is why I need to have a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Because if I had a billion dollars, I would play MMO games all the time. I mean, when I wasn't going on like High Adventures and porking supermodels, Mm -hmm. I would be playing MMOs all the time. I just don't have the time, you know? Like this new Marvel Heroes is out. I'm kind of interested in that. If they had a DBZ MMO or Pokemon, you know, I would just take all my day would, you know, be playing those games. Stop, you know, hit pause, pork a supermodel and then go to some unique destination in the world and do that and then come back and play all these games. I just don't have this time. Like, I really, you know, that's why I probably like movies more than video games, because I can watch a movie in two hours, and then I'm done. Oh, sure. But, damn it, they need to make these games, and then I need to become a billionaire, so I can play them. You know, the Star Wars, God, there's been, like, three Star Wars MMOs that I wish I could have played, and a Transformers one coming out and stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, that's the thing, though, with MMOs, is, like, I was thinking the other day, ah, you know, every time I get into, uh, like, thinking, ah, I would really like to play Pokemon, it's such a great idea, great concept, great world, and then I play it, and I'm like, oh, this game sucks. This game stinks. It's all about statistics and fighting the same battles over and over and over again to pump up your your guys, but it just takes forever. And then there's all these mini games you don't give a crap about, like the beauty contest.
1: Oh uh, like, yeah, yeah. There needs to be like it needs to be more streamlined. Like seriously, I mean, it needs to be like Might and Magic
0: three. No, dude, dude. Best the best MMO slash not MMO that I ever played was Kingdoms of Amalur Colon Reckoning. It was great. It was like they concentrated. I mean, like it killed. It basically like, like near near tanked, uh, the state of Rhode Island, and it destroyed the uh, game company in the process of birthing it. Oh wait, is this Kurt Schilling's game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bankrupted Kurt Schilling. Yup. Yeah, he put his millions into it, and, and see you later, millions. But it's it's a blast to play because they his whole thing was like, yeah, MMOs kind of stink to play, so we're gonna like put the emphasis on like fun. And that was mm-hmm. the best ever. Oh, man. I, like, I was just thinking, oh, man, I just fire up that game the other day because, like, you, I mean, you could literally like, go like wizard, fighter, rogue, change that up at any time, and it's just fun. If only they could just, like, you know, make a sequel, you know, enslave mm-hmm. monsters, stick them on each other in some kind of tournament style play. That'd be mm-hmm. fun.
1: Kurt Schilling would be happy to hear this since it uh, took away his life savings.
0: <laughs> I know. I, well, you know, it's, like, if he wasn't a celebrity and I had some way of contacting him, maybe Twitter, who knows. I would tell him, yo, the, the game was actually pretty kick-ass, guy. Good job.
1: Oh, yes, you just said kick-ass. I forgot. Kick-ass 2. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It was so fucking good. <laughs> I love the high school scenes. Um, like, like uh, just the fucking action was good. Um, there's definitely... Some uh, some hilarious scenes. There, ah, fuck, I can't spoil this shit though. But there's definitely Hit Girl brings something to the high school that everyone wishes they had in high school. It's a great way to fuck. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, but.
0: please don't. Jeez,
1: man, this movie was so fucking good. Like, it just kept getting better and better. John Leguizamo's in it. He was he was decent in it. Awesome. Like, oh, I'm telling you, this movie. Like I said, I don't. I didn't read any of the comics, so I go in without knowing anything. And uh, it surprised me probably, like, four times. Hmm. That's pretty good. Because, like, you know, I will watch television and I will just say this is going to happen, like, 30 seconds before it happens. Like, you you know, it's so, you know, only certain shows like Breaking Bad and stuff can surprise me anymore. And in movies, a lot of times it goes by the same script. But, you know, I was probably surprised four times. Well, that's great. And I like it. I like being surprised. (laughs) And like I said, fucking Jim Carrey, man, just pretend you didn't and see anything he made after Ace Ventura 2 <laughs> What
0: A- A- you mean Ace Ventura 1
1: No Damn. Ace Ventura 2 sucks so hard but that's kind of what makes it funny It's because it sucks hard There were two it's Ace Ventura 2 sucks hard Come on when he comes out of that uh, Rhino and they think it like it's giving birth it's were, hilarious right. there, there were
0: certain parts of that that were actually like jet, all right that was jet. funny Shikaka Yeah they could actually play that on network tv and get away with 90 percent of the movie and that's kind of like why it wasn't that great
1: yeah no it it sucked but i mean seriously he is so good it's hilarious because he's so um he's making the rounds saying he refuses to um do the publicity for kick ass 2 really because of the violence and after like some of the shootings that happened last last year which were very serious and then he made a serious movie that had a lot of violence he said that he can't um he can't support this movie anymore so he wouldn't do publicity
0: i mean that's one way to get out of it
1: yeah well and it's funny because then the you know some of the other actors are like what fuck you like the the girl who plays hit girl she's like 16 17 in real life and she's like i'm a kid and i know that it's a movie and it's fake so shut up jim carrey yeah but the director was like, he's he was either the director or the creator. They were like, are you mad that Jim Carrey is speaking out against your movie? And he's like, no, this is awesome. It's the best thing that happened." happen. Jim Carrey says, don't go see this movie because it's too violent. It's like saying, don't go to a to a porno because there's too much nudity. <laughs> he's like, that's the best thing that could happen. I'm, I'm glad that Jim Carrey speaking out against it. Nice. So, but yeah, fucking go see Kick-Ass 2. Go see it. Now, whenever you're watching this, if you're listening to this podcast, whether it's like tomorrow or you're catching up on a six months later, and you have to rent it, go see Kick-Ass Two because it's fucking great.
0: Wow, I guess I'm gonna. Have to, uh, I, <laughs> I, I guess that I, I guess that's the end of the of the podcast. I'm gonna go watch Kick-Ass Two.
1: You really should. Like, I'm not fucking with you. Like, I see all superhero movies, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, whether on I see them either in the movie theater or uh, in the case of The Wolverine, I'll be waiting till DVD. Sure. Um, But seriously, kick S 2, one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. It's
0: Great.
1: Like, you know, it's not, you know, perfect by any means, but it doesn't let you down at all.
0: But what is? I mean, what is? Uh, I am. <laughs> basically, everything I do is, is perfect. All when right.
1: I When I choose it to be.
0: Alright dudes. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We're the Jumpman Podcast, weekly video game slash movie, slash whatever podcast. You can check us out on iTunes. Uh, we're on Retroware TV, ElderGeek uh, geek.com, and of course at the, the jumpmanpodcast.com. Yeah. So bitches. and uh, so thanks to everybody who's been posting on Facebook. Yes, you guys are great. Thank you so much, especially you guys that are contributing every week. I just love the dialogue and the communication and uh mostly oh. mostly i just don't want to I, I i don't like to search out news anymore so thanks so much for posting it <laughs> oh and if anyone
1: uh read my book shark nights available on amazon.com if you uh bought it or read it and you liked it uh por favor please <laughs> go on amazon.com and write a glowing review mm-hmm. say um, me me gusta I would really appreciate if you liked the book if you wrote a nice review that would really help me out personally if you did not like the book uh, disregard what I just said <laughs> I don't need any bad reviews you can post on our Facebook and tell me you hated it but don't don't post on Amazon but if you did like it I'd appreciate 30 seconds of your time and and uh, and tell people on Amazon that you liked it that's right. That would uh, make my day.
0: That's right. You have to, you have to post a helpful review, like, some, like, like Eric will troll the comments later, and he'll click, was this review helpful? Yes or no? Well, you, you, know, you know why I say this is because um, I think that Fat Vampire Slayer has been getting some
1: more traffic, oh. and I actually, I actually got an email from Amazon. I get an email from Amazon every day suggesting mm-hmm. products to me, and I actually got an email yesterday from Amazon, and they suggested that I go buy Fat Vampire Slayer. Nice. They're like, hey, we think you might like this. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> it's my book. I do like it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it, though, because I have it for free on my computer. <laughs> but I appreciate that. And I think that if Knights gets more reviews, I think that that's what helps uh, Amazon start to circulate it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So if you did like it, I would appreciate if you uh, gave it some stars.
0: If you haven't read it, just uh, give it a favorable review.
1: Or just go to facebook.com slash sharknights, because I do have my own page, and I have been uh, posting chapters, uh, PDF chapters for free on there uh, ah. for a couple of weeks now. You can read the first six chapters on uh, my Facebook page, and then from there, you know, you can. I'm sure that that's a pretty good sample size to decide if you like it or not. I like that. So.
0: All right, dudes.
1: Go see kick too. Yeah. Oh,
0: wait. Oh, wait. Hang on. What? Yes. I, play, I played my first game of Lego Chima against a uh, nine-year-old yesterday. Oh, I hope they kicked your ass. No, dude, I destroyed him. Oh, well, that's kind of cool, too, actually. <laughs> yeah, he had, like, the whole, he had, like, these four four different sets and, like, this giant vehicle set. And he had all the rules and just playing with it. And he had it all set up on this coffee table, he had this giant coffee table. And he's like, hey, and he's really into it. And his mom kind of pawned him off on me. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's play. And I rocked him at it. Yeah, fuck you kid. And Santa Claus isn't real. Ah. But it but it was actually it was actually kind of fun. It was like it was like a mix of like Beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh, like if they fuse those two things together. That's mm-hmm. kind of how it how it was. But there was a section where like you have to like uh rev up these little um speedors, these kind of like uh-huh. cars and then you like put them on the ground and they like zip forward in the whole thing in the beginning of the game is is for them to knock over the statue with his ball on it, and you have to be the first one to grab the ball when it flies out of the statue. Mm. And so I resisted the temptation to just, like, clock him.
1: No, <laughs> you, you gotta to go hard. Ball. You gotta be like, yo, kid, I'm not gonna go easy on you, because life isn't
0: gonna go easy on you. I'm just imagining <laughs> I'm just imagining the, the tournaments that happen, like the official tournaments where people, like, show up like in the movie Rollerball with, like, spiked gloves, like, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mercies
0: for the week. Yeah, but then, but then, so you pick up the ball, and then you get to go. Uh, and then you get like an extra bonus, like attack on like uh, these cards that you play, and it's basically like, like you know, like uh, all right, I have like seventy red on this card, sixty green, thirty purple, so I'm gonna leave with red, and then the other guy has to pull red out of his too, and whoever has the bigger number wins. Mm, okay. I mean, so it was a pretty interesting game to tie in for like this whole like Lego set slash cartoon
1: oh right. that, yeah. that sounds pretty cool hey well, since you gave some bonus content i got a bonus thunderdome for you do it Bone it. this is a happy 20th anniversary to the greatest sports team that ever existed my youth incorporated soccer team wow. the fall the following construction nailers <laughs> 20 years ago we won the
0: league championship crushing mm. all the other teams I love, I love that it's a construction company with a, with a youth, children's youth soccer team that is innuendo right in the title.
1: Yes. Seriously, calling yourself the Nailers <laughs> is definitely the greatest sports team name of all time. Better, you can't yes. really get better than the Nailers. It's better than any of the basketball team titles. I, I totally agree. So um, this is our 20th anniversary uh, back in 1993, our plucky bunch. Uh, brought home the trophies and by the way, 1994 uh, only like four or five of us came back from that team, but we defended our championship. Back to back, baby! Back to back championships! Did everybody else like get murdered in between seasons? No, um, one of the other coaches was also the person in charge of the the rosters Ah. and uh, she pirated most of our team and brought them onto the other team, but they left a couple of us around and We kicked their asses, anyways. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, the nailers—you just got nailed, bitch. (laughs) So, uh, and it's funny because even though it was 20 years ago, I still have our two championship trophies on my dresser, proudly displayed. Wow. Okay, I can't help it, man. It's like some of the only trophies I ever won in my life. I'm still proud of (laughs) it. Still proud of that shit. I was in that league for like 10 years before I finally won.
0: See, good for you, man. So. I never won a trophy and I was in that league like my entire life.
1: I was pumped, I'm telling you. And of course, as I've talked about in this podcast for years, you know, I coach 13 year old youth league soccer now and we went undefeated five of seven seasons, (laughs) undefeated county champions. But unfortunately, they don't give out trophies down here Mm -hmm. because everyone's worried about feelings. (laughs) So uh, I don't have, otherwise, I'd have a ton of trophies on my dresser. But, you know, those are the two that I earned as a player. That's nice. So, uh, yeah, happy 20th anniversary to the uh, SYI Fallen Construction Nailers. We did it, baby! <laughs> we should be on ESPN Classic. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of our teammates um, actually suggested that our team should reunite and we should go back and play the the champions of the league, of the SYI League this year. Yes. <laughs> we should go take on the current 16-, 17-year-old Who think they're hot shit and play up against us old geezers? And we'll fucking rock those guys. (laughs) We'll fucking rock you. See, you don't even know what's gonna happen. (laughs) I've been waiting for this shit. You call me old? I'll take you to school, buddy.
0: See that that should have been Mighty Ducks D four. That should have been it. Like the old ducks from like twenty years ago come back. You're like, oh, she won the Olympics. Well, you see if you could take on the winning Ducks championship team twenty years ago. That's basically the script to Rocky Six. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that came out, what, two years ago? Right? And they, yep. they, just,
1: they didn't call it Rocky Six. They called it Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. That's basically what would happen. He said, we would fucking win, man. The Fallen Construction 1993 and 1994 Nailers can beat all comers <laughs> in that league. We'll come back. I don't care if you're 17 and you never get tired. I'll take you out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right.
0: On that note, small children run away. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right, go see Kick-Ass 2. All right, bye-bye. Jump now, engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shot stand.